0: This is Sean from Search for Meaning Oxford. We hold weekly online conversations for people searching for answers to some of life's most important questions through reflections on the sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith. Our events are free and open to everyone. Each week, we do a short roundup of the conversation we just had in this short podcast. This week we talked about finding meaning in life's difficulties, which seems like an important conversation to have right now. We had about 20 people on the Zoom call. We read the quotations together and split into three breakout groups with myself, Fafa, and Shabnam leading each of them. We'll share the quotes now and some of the reflections people had on them. The first quote that we talked about was... The mind and spirit of man advance when he's tried by suffering. The more the ground is ploughed, the better the seed will grow, the better the harvest will be. Just as the plough furrows the earth deeply, purifying it of weeds and thistles, so suffering and tribulation free man from the petty affairs of this worldly life until he arrives at a state of complete detachment. His attitude in this world will be that of divine happiness. Man is, so to speak, unripe. The heat of the fire of suffering will mature him. Look back to the times past, and you'll find that the greatest men have suffered most. So that quote from the high writings set the tone for the conversation today. Shapnam, what did uh, what did you make of that in your in your group?
1: Yeah, so um, we spoke about this idea that actually, um, like this quote says, um, even in the physical world. Um, different elements are subject to um, tests or to some kind of resistance and that we can use these opportunities um, to to grow and to develop qualities. So, for example, after having um, gone through a difficult time, this helps us develop empathy um, and the the virtue of um, patience or detachment or being grateful. And we can then use these um qualities in our in the future not only for kind of to help ourselves but also this empathy that we develop also enables us to to support others so that was one um, interesting idea that came out of this idea of kind of suffering and resistance and that while some people um, might think you know you should avoid difficulty at all costs sometimes it can be a very um, helpful process
0: yes yeah, someone in our group made the the analogy. The, the, the analogy to physical exercise, that if we don't do the hard work of doing the physical exercise, straining, stretching, putting the muscles to the test, then there's no way to develop that capacity. There's no way to develop that strength. And that it's sort of similarly like that in this world, that the various challenges and difficulties we come across are a means of us developing our spiritual capacities. I wonder whether anyone sort of did, was there any discussion in your group about uh, about what those spiritual capacities are and how we develop them?
1: Um, so yeah, just as as before, I and kind of we were were speaking about this um, the spiritual capacities of um, being patient during times of difficulties or um, developing empathy for others. We also spoke about um, this idea of um, this capacity that we, we have um, when we suffer. Maybe it helps us turn towards our communities and to those around us, and that actually um, that we can use um, kind of these difficulties that we go through to help build stronger communities um, during times of hardship and and maybe injustice as well.
0: Maybe we turn to the second quote, Farfa. Do would you would you read that and and share any thoughts that uh, that you had?
2: So the second quote says, "A heart." that has embraced love for the whole of humanity, will certainly be pained when confronted by the suffering that so many endure because of disunity. But the friends of God cannot shut themselves off from the increasing turmoil of the society that surrounds them. They must guard themselves too from becoming enmeshed in its conflicts or falling into its adversarial methods. No matter how bleak conditions may appear at any given time, no matter how dismal the immediate prospects for bringing about unity, there is no cause for despair. The distressing state of the world can only spur us to redouble our commitment to constructive action. So in my group, um, we talked a bit about this idea of... um, the relationship between suffering and hope and action. And it came up this idea that often we think that we need hope, we need optimism in order to act, to alleviate suffering in the world. But we thought, actually, maybe it's the other way around, that actually by taking action in response to suffering, we create hope. And so, actually, how important it is to um, translate our 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 awareness and our hopefully our increasingly acute sense of awareness of suffering into constructive action, because that actually can allow us to um, at a at a sort of collective level to, to move forward. So there's no sense that
0: just because we see the value in suffering. That we accept the conditions that are creating that. There's no reason that just that we see that the difficulties that we face can have the you know can create the conditions for us to develop and become stronger. That we should tolerate or accept those in society injustices. So it's still a, a sort of a, a spur to collective action and a spur to to sort of trying to address those and indeed to reduce that
2: suffering. Oh no! So, so we discussed how it's kind of a paradox, where at the individual level it can spur growth, but at the collective level we have to sort of fight against it.
0: Chapman, do you want to add anything, and uh, and then maybe share with us the final quote?
1: Yeah, sure. So we were we were saying that, um, yes, yeah, similar to, to what Vafa says, this um, if you if you've suffered kind of individually, this maybe helps you um, understand this. The kind of difficulties that other others face and then in turn fight um for to reduce the suffering of um of others and that um it's only after kind of um it's this sense of like we shouldn't feel apathy just because we we understand that um suffering is um can help us uh, can help us grow in that the state of the world today because it's almost you're like you're spoiled for choice almost as to um, which causes you want to champion because there's, um, you know, there's a lot of difficulties going on in the world and it's an opportunity for us to, um, to grow both individually and also to progress the, um, the, the state of, of the world. The third quote, All humanity is disturbed and suffering and confused. We cannot expect to not be disturbed and not to suffer. But we don't have to be confused. On the contrary, confidence and assurance, hope and optimism, are our prerogative. In our group, what we um, what we liked about this as well was this idea of the um, that like we're connected to um, to others, and that in no way can we. It's it's normal to feel. Um, downhearted or upset when we when we view the the difficulty that our kind of our fellow human beings are facing but that this shouldn't paralyze us
0: yeah we talked about how important it our, our attitude towards things and our ability to see the meaning and in a way to see the end in the beginning is actually a really crucial part of how you can how you can indeed benefit from it that if you go into something. Um, and you don't have a sense of purpose, so you don't have a sense of embracing it. In fact, it can be damaging, it can be far worse, far more debilitating than if you have that orientation towards opportunity and towards sort of growth. And so actually, that unders- this understanding of suffering as an opportunity is important in and of itself in realizing the most opportunity out of those suffering. And that, I think, is, speaks to this idea of not having to be confused by this. In fact, it being quite important that we um, that we look to see the opportunity that can be there. Puffer, I don't know if you want to add anything. I think it's important that we don't um, leave the impression that the conversations we had were sort of uh, insensible to how you know how truly destructive and, and terrible suffering is and and it, it's not a sort of you know the, the, certainly in the conversation we had there wasn't there wasn't any sense that you know that, that this was to be taken lightly
2: yeah i mean i think shabnam also pointed to this but this idea that um, actually the experience of suffering in a way should sharpen our mind and our sensibility to enable us to better alleviate suffering in the world and this is especially important when we think about how unevenly suffering is distributed in the world. It's not that, um, especially, you know, when we think about the material condition and we think about suffering, not just at the individual level, but also at the level of groups and people in society. Um, and, 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 of course, in terms of gender and, and race and we, we, on and on. And so this idea that by, by, by sharpening our sense of, of suffering, we also are building our capacity to reduce suffering in the world and how important that is. Um, I think that, that really came across in, in, our, in our group as well.
0: So that was our conversation for this week. Thank you, Vafar and Shabnam. Thank you. Thank you. Do join us next week for a conversation called Mind, Body and Spirit. Also, please visit our Facebook page, Search for Meaning Oxford.